This is Tim Hinton, the Beast of the Marching Arts, and I want to thank you for listening to our podcast this year and supporting our efforts to share great information with everyone in our activity. As the last podcast release of 2022, we'll be sharing the most popular, most downloaded podcast of the year. History was made in 2022 with women having great success in some key design roles. I talked with Lindsay Schuler and Becca Anderson for part one of our DCI 2022 wrap-up. And we share that podcast again here. Thank you so much for your support and for listening. The Marching Roundtable is proud to be an official media partner of Drum Corps International and Music for All. Greetings from DCI. This is Drum Corps International staff wishing Marching Roundtable and Tim Hinton the very, very best on your 1,000th episode. We're so grateful for everything that you have done for marching arts all around the world. Keep up the great work. Congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations. Congratulations. There was actually an entire week this summer where we had ladies only in the box. Um, No boys allowed. Girls on the mic only. (laughs) It was fun. I'm so jealous. That was amazing. Yeah. And it took it, that even took us a little bit to realize too, because we were just going about our jobs. Like we just are running the drum corps. We're an ensemble. Like we just got to do the thing. Um, And I think it was like the day before a lot of other folks were getting back on tour. It was just like, Hey, we've been doing this all week and it's been great. Definitely for every woman that's come before us and put their mark on the activity. It's really cool to be a part of that and hoping that we maybe inspire the women and and the minorities in the activity to continue to pursue to be in this role too. That was Lindsay Schuler, visual designer for the Troopers and Becca Anderson, creative director for the Mandarins. History was made in 2022 with women having great success in some key roles. On this podcast, we talk about these milestones. Plus, we go behind the scenes on show decisions, innovative set pieces, and how some of the amazing effects in the shows were created. The activity is full of supportive people who can help those trying to break into these kinds of roles. That's another thing for people to know is that if you walk into these positions, you are not alone. There are people here, even for us. Like you know, The, the focus does happen to be on the drum corps and the performers, but we as especially newer designers stepping into these roles, there's a support system for us too, which is really cool. Thanks to the sponsor of this podcast, Fred J. Miller Incorporated, found at fjminc.com slash roundtable. Part one of our 2022 DCI wrap-up with Lindsay and Becca on the Marching Roundtable. This podcast is sponsored by FJM, Fred J. Miller Incorporated, found at fjminc.com. FJM is the leader in marching arts uniform manufacturing and continues to lead the charge through groundbreaking design, superior service, and over 60 years of industry innovation. You can find the latest marching band, color guard, drumline, and drum corps uniform designs, as well as shop the marching arts merchandise store at fjminc.com slash roundtable. Enter discount code roundtable at checkout to receive 10% off your online merchandise order. That's roundtable, all one word, at checkout to receive 10% off any online merchandise order. Fred J. Miller Incorporated, found at fjminc.com slash roundtable. Family owned and operated since 1960. Hey there, everyone. Barry Hauser from the University of Illinois and Smith Walbridge Clinics. I wanted you to know that I am a huge fan of the work that Tim Hinton and his team are doing at Marching Arts Education. I recently joined him for a webinar and that webinar along with so many others and a tremendous amount of other resources are located on his website. Now, if you're like me, you are constantly looking for best practices, techniques, and just want to know what others are doing in our activity. I know this information will be super helpful to you and your staff. I encourage you to consider a membership to help support Tim so we can continue providing this amazing information and other resources to our marching community. Thanks so much and be sure to join today.
Hey everybody, it's Tim Hinton, the Beast of the Marching Arts. I have been so looking forward to this conversation. On the line with me today, Lindsay Schuler. Lindsay, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great. And Becca Anderson's here. Becca, how are you? I am awesome. Thanks. How are you? I'm great. So I have to tell you, I saw my first drum corps in three years the last week in Indy. I hadn't seen anything the whole season, and, but I'd heard all the buzz and everything, but I was I just sort of went in. And I can tell you that as I was sitting at finals and I was heading home, I was like, okay, I really want to talk to Lindsay and I really want to talk to Becca. And like, seriously, I can't be so excited that you're both here um, to talk with me. So first off, congratulations. I'll start with you, Lindsay. Congratulations, Troopers and Finals. Of course, you're the visual designer for the core. How, how did you feel? Um, ecstatic. Uh, it was, it was a, a long fight. So it was, it was good to just have that kind of come to fruition and, and have that goal realized. Um, you know, that it it would have been great either way, but just to have that extra exclamation point at the end of the season making finals was just dream come true. Well, right. And, you know, I talked to Tim early in the season and he was mm-hmm. like, it's a great show. They're really young. We're really working. It's going to be OK. But like so it was a it was a climb because you did have a lot of young members and a hard show and you had to. So was it hard to be patient and let it develop? Um, yes and no. I mean, I was on the road a lot. So I think that helped me because I I know a lot of visual designers aren't always on the road, um, or will come in every now and then sort of a thing. But I was, I was there a lot and I was teaching a lot. So I was able to actually like witness the growth and be a part of that. Um, so it kind of helped me in, in my patience. Um, and then we had a big COVID roadblock that, it could have been it could have been honestly the the end of the season really um from a competitive standpoint but it, we just kind of got everyone back everyone healthy and took off from there honestly it just it, that was really a, a big launching point well and i was excited for you guys because just the crowd was just going berserk for the show. And I was too. And it was so yeah. much like, it's, you know how fun it is? Like when everybody's in love with the show and you're in the crowd and like everybody's just going bonkers and there's still like a minute and a half left, but everybody's standing up and screaming and you're like, wow, this is amazing. So like Lindsay, that was, I was, that was really emotional for me. I just, yeah. you know, but everybody loves the troopers. I think there's like something in the DNA of drum corps fans that you have to love the troopers. And so there's sort of this inherent, Yay for the Troopers thing, right? Yeah, I mean, America's Core, one of the founding ensembles. You yeah. know, it's, just, it's just part of it. And then um, just, you know, everyone kind of knowing how um, the history uh, of the Sunburst um, is so is so tied in to the history of Drum Corps and obviously the history of the Troopers. Um, and then to have that be like the impact moment. We called it the oil burst. Um, but yeah, have that be the impact moment. And then, um, we, you know, we had the high mark time in there, just a a little tip of the hat to the, to the history, um, before we kind of continued on. But yeah, that was, it was all, it was all surreal. And, and honestly, the crowd was going nuts for the, for like the show from the first get go. Um, even when we were still quite quite not great at the show it was they were still going crazy so we knew that once we could um get everyone achieving at a really high level it would only make that more yeah and i'm i'm i promise becca i'm gonna get to you in a second but since she mentioned the oil burst i have to tell you Lindsay, my experience was i i was sitting at finals with my boyfriend who had never seen drum corps ever Okay. And so I had right. this great fun experience for me of getting to introduce somebody that had no idea what I mean, he literally like, well, maybe I've seen a college marching band, you know, but he's not, not a band yeah. person. And so he was like knocked out. He's like, there's all this, <laughs> these props and stuff. I didn't expect that. And like, they're, they never stop in there. Like he was very yeah. impressed. And as a non drum corps person, that was so fun. And I, he kept talking about the oil people all week. Like, cause we saw you guys on Thursday and he's like, man, I hope those oil people make it in. And I'm like, well, I think there's a good chance, but you don't know. Yeah. And then so on Friday, he's like, okay, so how did everybody do? And I'm sure the oil people did well, you know, like he kept talking about the oil people because he doesn't yeah. know the troopers. He just loved the show. Yeah, that's good. 
yeah, I mean, I, I think it was a, a really accessible program. Yeah, you, you definitely know what it's about. Um, so I thought the whole design team, you know, Tim Snyder did an amazing job putting yes. together a, a group of people who really worked well together and, you know, just create magic. Okay, so the, we're going to get back to talk about the specifics of who's on the team and how significant that was um, in the history of DCI. But first, I want to jump back over to the manners because, Becca, we also thought that your show was super cool. He, he my, my boyfriend loved it, too. Like, you know, so, so and he was like, well, I don't exactly know what's going on, but this is really cool, you know. So, Becca, you're, of course, the uh, creative director for Mandarin. So um, you also had a show that the crowd was crazy about especially like that whole last sequence with that singer and how did you feel about it it i it was it was magical it was it was spectacular to watch especially the growth through the season because i think that definitely in the beginning uh, we might have felt like we bit off a little bit more than we can chew we had no idea until we actually got the props in spring training what we were going to be able to do so some of the moments that we had planned for a long time um it was it was we had a plan, but we also knew that we were going to scrap some of those complete ideas from the beginning. So, and then just to see the buy-in from the performers and how much they grew, because we were dealing with a very young drum corps as well. And, um, and that is, that's a challenge, you know, and, and you would never have known it by the end and the energy stayed high all season. It was, I think that was my favorite part was getting to finals week and seeing the performers as pumped as they were. It was really, it was really cool. Loved it. Yeah, I, I keep Hulan sat right behind me at finals. And so, you know, so I'm sitting here, like, I keep talking about my boyfriend, sorry, everybody, but like, I kept saying, okay, he's really important. I was trying to like explain to him and like, okay, you know, like this guy, you know, and then I would introduce him. And I'm, so I was trying not to like gush about how accomplished he is right in front of him, although I don't think he hated it. But, um, you know, it was really, really fun. Um, that singer, did you know you had... Like, where in the process did you realize you had this, like, ringer in, in the core? That is, so last summer, um, he had constantly come up to me. Um, and, and you have to realize, last summer was my first experience with the drum corps. So I didn't know all of them. And Charles had been a part of the drum corps. That would have, last summer was his sixth season with the drum corps. This was his seventh. And he still hasn't aged out. And um, so he he kept coming up to me because we, I had picked um, the, the ballad, which was by Cynthia Erivo. And, and that, and the, it was really, it touched him because, you know, it came from obviously an entire film about Harriet, you know, Harriet Tubman. And, and so it connected a lot with him specifically being a person of color. And he was like, I want to sing this for you. And every time he came to talk to me about singing it, I, something was happening, but it was like, we can't deal with this right now. And so finally, I promised him, I was like, okay, today, I'm fine, sing it, sing it. And he opened his mouth, and I was floored. It was beautiful. And at that moment, I went up to JW, and I said, you know, because we did all the celebration stuff last year for and during, you know, finals week. And um, I said, I think that we could have him sing this as part of our encore as one of the days. And we did it, and it was unbelievable. We did it in one rehearsal. He was spectacular. So when fast forward, we got to... This year, Brian Harmson, our music coordinator, had presented the ballad. And there was something about the words that were very meaningful about the other side. And, and I was like, this is great, but nobody's going to get it if we don't actually hear the words. Now, mind you, I do not, I'm not a fan of singers and shows at all. I've said forever, I will never have a singer in a show. <laughs> well, never, because that day I was like, I can't believe I'm saying this, but maybe we should see if he can sing this. And whoa, that first day, and my husband came to rehearsal that day and he watched it and he goes, this is the, this is the turning point in the show. This is, this is fantastic. He's like, there's going to be people that people that hate it because you know, singing in drum corps, but there are going to be people that absolutely love it. And I think the right people are going to love it. And he just, that the moment for us after finals of him coming up and finding, I have a picture of him hugging me crying Aww. and it was a dream for him. So that was, that was one of the best moments of my career. I can say is when you can impact somebody like that. That was awesome. Well, he impacted us and it, two things about the singer thing. Okay. Cause I think we, I do want to talk about this for one is um, I agree with you. Like I felt like it was really helpful that he was singing those words in this show it like 
it stopped crystallized things for me as a viewer. Like, oh, okay, now I really get it. Um, so I do think that it was almost necessary, quite honestly, the yes. way the thing was put together. Because I'm also not a fan of singers. And the reason I'm not a fan of singers, number two thing I was going to say is a lot of people think they're a great singer until you put a mic on them in a giant stadium and all of a sudden you yeah. hear like, you know what, you're a really good singer. It's like all the little girls that tried to sing Adele, you know, and you're <laughs> like, that's adorable. But man, these songs are a lot harder than she makes them sound. I feel like you're calling me out. Do you not like my karaoke skills? <laughs> <laughs> Are you an Adele karaoke person? Oh, God, no, I can't sing. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, we've all heard people really try to sing like these great singers. And, and it makes me think, okay, you know, Adele makes it sound effortless. Well, I feel like your singer was at that level where it's like, okay, this is legitimately should be out here. And he's totally like got what it takes. I just feel like, unfortunately, for a lot of shows with singers, the singer isn't that amazingly talented and just the right voice for the right song, whatever. But anyway, I think you made the right choice because he was the right singer for the right song at the right moment. Yeah. Incredible. I'm super proud of him. So both of you, well, wait, before I start talking about these, I want to talk about the set pieces because that, that was so exciting to me, what both of you did with those. But before I, that's what I think really want to talk about. But before I do that, we have to back up Lindsay. When everybody started talking about first female drill designer, with the show in finals in Detail History, like I was like, no, that's ridiculous. Like I was, yeah. I literally was, I mean, I've been around since the seventies, you know, and I was like, well, that's impossible. So, I mean, congratulations. You have made history. I'm, I'm astounded that they're, that you're the, I don't know. I'm astounded you're the first one. I don't know. Like, how does it feel? And, yeah. and yeah, me too. weird. I, I, I had the same reaction too. I was like, no way. Like, there had to have been somebody, like somebody in the 70s, somewhere, who we don't, maybe don't know, but I guess, yeah, the more, more people were kind of, I think, honestly, I think Becca was the, you were the one of the first ones to like, kind of be like, hey, this is a thing. And I was like, kind of taken aback, like, oh, shoot, that, that is a thing. <laughs> weird. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's. I don't know. It's weird. It's, I don't know how to quite well, describe I, I, it. I think it's, it's amazing. I think it's like, first, it's about damn time. Okay. And second off, it's like, you know, yeah. it, let, let's break that stupid wall. If there's a, if there's a ceiling or a wall or something like I'm glad it's gone because clearly there's, that's a ridiculous thing. And I'm really glad that it was yeah. you because Lindsay, I think you're so good at what you do. And I feel like, I feel like your, your visual design for the troopers was so like, I mean, I sat there, I'm a drill writer, and I've been doing this stuff since the 70s, right? And I've been around a long time, everybody. I just dated myself, okay? I started as a tiny, tiny child. But anyway, um, not really, but Lindsay, like, it was it was exactly the right level for the performers you had. It was incredibly creative. There was so much variety. You used those oil barrels in just the right way. Like, I just thought you hit it out of the park. So, thank you. I mean, I just want to say that. I just feel like you did a great job. It would It had to be hard. When you're writing it, you don't know exactly what this what the members are capable of. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, it, thankfully, you know, the team is all really close, so we're all in in you know communication about really what they could and couldn't do, and it was we wanted to challenge them. So it, it, some of it was tough for them all season, um, but we just all kept at it, and yeah, it was. It was good. It was, I mean, the, the membership rose to the challenge. The staff rose to the challenge of teaching their yeah. butts off all season long. Um, yeah, hats off to no the educational ever. team for sure. I mean, yeah. they got those students to do all that. Students worked hard, but they figured yeah. out how to get them to do it. That's yeah. that's hard too. Yes. Yep, okay. definitely. Okay, so there are other female caption heads at troopers right so yep. let's talk about that too because th this is a bigger thing than just one person yeah yeah so lauren teal is the uh percussion caption head um she's uh, just fantastic she's awesome yeah. um then we have mary Deerkop, who's the brass caption head um and we also have uh jen she's uh i think she was like the, her technical title was like a supervisor or whatever but um she was kind of operating as one of the garden leadership folks 
Um, so there was actually an entire week this summer where we had ladies only in the box. Um, no boys allowed. Yes. Girls on the mic only. <laughs> I it love, was fun. I love it. And, I'm know, so jealous. That's <laughs> amazing. Yeah, and it took it that even took us a little bit to realize too, because we were just going about our jobs. Like we just yeah. are running the drum corps, we're an ensemble, like we just gotta do the thing. Um and I think it was like the day before a lot of other folks were getting back on tour. It was just like, Hey, we've been doing this all week and it's been great. Um so yeah, we, we snapped a, a photo to commemorate the the week. It was good. Well, I, I love that this is something we're talking about. I love that this has happened. And I got to say, like, it it just, I don't want to say it the wrong way, but it seems ridiculous to me that this is the case. But I'm glad it's, I'm glad we're here. Um, and I feel like everybody on that team at the Troopers was just hitting home runs left and right the whole season. And, and of course, the members doing their part. So um, that's amazing. Now, Becca, you're not the first, like, creative director at a drum corps that's female, but there have been, a, it's probably a very short list. Yeah, I'm, I'm not even aware. Somebody was asking me that because they, they too thought on finals night, they're like, are, are you the first one I saw? I, I actually don't know, but I, I, it's the fact that we don't know and there are so few is, it's shocking. because oh, you know, there's, that's true. Like, especially like who, female creative designer who made finals, because I know there are other, <laughs> gosh, I don't know. But again, why is this a thing? <laughs> Like, I don't know. Like, I, I feel naive to be asking that, but. I've thought about this a lot and, and it's interesting now being in the position and having conversations when like over the last couple of years, anytime that we're looking for um, uh, people that we want to bring into the drum corps on staff, or um, if I'm a part of, you know, let's say competitive marching bands on a national level, I feel like the conversation always goes to the names of people we already know. Okay. Let's, let's, we need a new drill writer. Okay. These names are thrown out and it's the same, it's the same people, you know? And, and I feel like there is maybe a lack of comfort to go out and actually look at other talent and where it comes from. And that does, doesn't have to be in the same bubble of, Hey, we only have to talk to these people, you know? And that's something that when we were going through our hire last year for the new brass caption head, um, you know, the first names that were that were thrown out were all of these same people that we've heard that have just moved from core to core. And and we went outside of that and we said, OK, let's find talent that's not actually already a caption header already in those positions. And I think that's just the thing. People need to be given chances that haven't been in the activity, you know, and, and I, I have never done this before when I was called and asked, hey, you know, are you interested in taking this role on and and, you know, what experience do I have at a drum corps level? I don't have any, you know? And so last summer as a non-competitive year was my first opportunity. Had I not been given that this summer wouldn't have happened. And, you know, that's, that's what we need. We need people that will give others more opportunities at every seat. And, and the fact that the troopers is, is the epitome of that right now is awe-inspiring because you can be successful with different people on the staff that, have not been in this activity for a long time. You know, uh, I have been inspired by Lindsay for a long time because I knew for the longest time she was the only female drill writer. And being a drill writer myself and trying to get better and trying to get those opportunities, it's been hard. I mean, people will say, well, what have you done? You know, I, I, I don't I don't trust you. you have, but then they'll hire somebody else that has less experience because I don't know. So it's it's interesting. I don't know, Lindsay, what do you think about that? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I agree that, you know, some folks aren't always given chances. Um, and, you know, I was very fortunate that, like, my first go around writing for Drum Corps with Legends, um, that I was given that chance. Um, and, you know, that, that kind of, that was what springboarded everything, if I wasn't given that initial chance. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I agree. And, and, and you see more and more that drum corps are doing open um, applications. They're just posting the position, not just hiring their friend, um, which I, I think is, is only good for the activity. Mm -hmm. I totally agree with that. Well, and shout out to Ibe over at, Guard, at, uh, at uh, Legends for like making that yeah. happen. 
because that's you know he, he gets credit for like the beginning of this the snowball. Um, but you know I do think that the the stakes are so high and the competition is so important to people and like sometimes there's a lot at stake for these cores to be able to you know so I I can understand the tendency to go with the safe choice that you know has some sort of but but I think if you just step a little bit back. And look at all the other people like Lindsay, like Becca, who have this other track record that's impressive. It's just not in your face on finals night, maybe. Um, I, I'm glad that that's happening. And I'm glad that we're having this conversation. And I'm glad that maybe everybody's going to say like, hey, maybe, I, you know, you know, if it's all the regular big time guys, you're doing a great job. But there are a lot of very talented people that deserve this chance. So I'm really glad that we're having that conversation and I'm, I'm, and, and I'm just so proud of both of you. Like I was, I was like, I mean, I was, I was like vicariously thrilled. Like I like, I know them. I've had covered. They're so great. And I'm so happy for them. Like I had this whole thing all week, you know, and that, of course that's always true when you're lucky enough to know some people that are either on the field or designing whatever, but um, it felt special really for, for both of you. And that's why I said, I left, I left Indy going, man, I'd love to have a conversation with them. And, and, Becca, I saw your post about Lindsay, and I was like, oh, man, let's get them together. So anyway, here we are. So anything else about that before I pivot to set pieces? I, I just, I'm thankful. I just want to be thankful for Lindsay because I, her and I have spent very little time together. But I feel like we have been very supportive of one another, especially over the last uh, last year. And we, we have messaged each other and, you know, checked in and, even the first time that we were in the same location, it happened to be here in Boise. And, you know, the, I remember just immediately seeing, we saw each other. It was, it was just, it's always been that cool connection and just checking in to make sure like, how's everything going? How are you being treated? Is everything good? And, and it was really cool to see the, the troopers progress the way that they did. And I was just very selfishly so happy for Lindsay because I wanted that so badly for her. And I knew from a long time that that I was pretty sure she would be the first to make it in. And so I remember when that turn happened at the end of the season, I was like, all right, true, let's do this. And then the, the prelim score came out. I was like, oh my gosh, this, I think this is going to happen. So I was ecstatic almost a little bit more for her and, the, and, the, and their drum corps because I knew how historical that was and the people that are going to be able to look back on that um, and see this woman in this position and there's someone else that looks like them in that role. And I think that that's so vital. So thanks Lindsay for, for number one, your support as a friend, but number two, yes. for, for being that, you know what I mean? Like we, we got this and, and I love that. It, I love that it's happening at the same time with both of us. So it's cool. Yeah. And, and I mean, everyone in, it seems like in the visual design community or, or just like that, that sort of thing, it, super supportive of each other like like you and i and and peter beckhart like hugged it out on the in the back of <laughs> finals retreat and it's just like everyone's just it, like competition doesn't even matter at that point we're just so happy yeah. for each other and and to be there with each other and the same thing happened um i spent a lot of time in the um ultimate drill book booth um which ended up becoming kind of like the the drill writer's haven like everyone was just kind of walking through and it's like, Oh, you write for these people. You write for those. Everyone was just coming through. And um, actually when those prelim scores came out, I was chatting with Andy Ebert who taught me when I was at crown and has been just so supportive uh, of me as well. He was the first person that I showed and he was just like over the moon because we're just supportive of each other. Yeah, that's very true. It, it, and I think that a lot of people don't realize that in our community, how great people have been um, making sure that, okay, if there's anything that you need, you know, there is, there is this lift up that's happening for new people in the activity. So that's another thing for people to know is that if you walk into these positions, you are not alone. There are people here, even for us, like, you know, the, the focus does happen to be on the drum corps and the performers, but we as especially newer designers stepping into these roles, there's a support system for us too, which is really cool. 100%. I love it. And I feel like maybe that's one of the, if it's, a, if it is a shift, I think it's maybe a shift from this whole, we've shut down. We understand we're thinking about things differently. We're more grateful for our activity. Now all those pieces I feel like are maybe a part of this place that we are. And I'm really glad we're here. 
And I love that you described that, that they're, I think, you know, this is the best of our activity. Everybody supporting each other, being happy for each other, doing whatever we can to help everybody rock the tide rises, all the boats, right? Whatever that is. So I love that. Thank you for saying that. Um, okay. We have to talk about these set pieces because both of you, both of you did like the ultimate. Okay. As far as I'm concerned. Okay. This is, this, I'm, we're into Tim's pet peeve land real quick here, everybody. But like, you're, here's the thing. If you have a big set piece um, <clears throat> and it's this thing, then you have to not only use it a lot, and it, but then you have to do things with it that I did not expect, right? That's like the, everybody, if you're listening to this and you're a drill designer or you're just putting a show together, you have to do something with what, if you're going to put something out there, you have to use it a lot. And then you have to do something that I did not see coming. And Becca and Lindsay, both of you in your shows, I felt like both of you, I had a moment where I gasped out loud because I had no idea that that was going to happen. And I'm clapping and I'm screaming. Okay. So Lindsay, for you, you have this giant oil thing. And then mm -hmm. suddenly there's this cello soloist sitting up on top of it and I, I, again, I had not watched anything, so I'm sitting on Thursday, and every you do this brilliant thing, which is everybody, this is what you're supposed to do, make me look where you want me to look. You had everybody turn and look up at her, and I was like, oh, and there she is, and there's this beautiful sound. And I was just like, oh, my, it was so, like, genius. So my hat's off to you. When did you decide to put her up there? Because that's such a bold choice. Um, I mean, it, that was always Tim's plan. Like, go big. I love uh, it. I love so, it. So, yeah. The, so the oil, Derek, we just called him Derek. It became uh, like almost like a person in the drum corps. Just like, oh, yeah, that's Derek. Um, and so we went through some some times with Derek during spring training. So what I didn't know about Casper, Wyoming, is it can get unbelievably windy uh we had several days of sustained 30 mile an hour winds and you can't have someone on a giant <laughs> drop in 30 mile an hour winds so we had to have like a wind protocol for when it could be up when it had to be down all this stuff so it, it that was just something i didn't i didn't realize was going to happen but um there was actually originally there was a um kind of like a railing up top and in one of those windstorms, it actually picked up Derek and and slammed Derek right into a fence um, <laughs> and, and damaged some of the top. And the thing's like 800, 900 pounds. So it like obviously had to be pretty strong. Um, and so that actually got removed. And she was sitting on the, the second tier for a while until we could really figure out um, what the safest way would be for her to be all the way up. So she wasn't up the whole season. Um, but thankfully, we had some people who, who had some uh, really great experience in, in you know, safety and, and understanding what could happen with her. Um, so she actually had, like, a, a whole harness on under her costume, and she, like, clipped in and all this stuff. I think they actually showed it in the multicam, which I thought was hilarious. Like, <laughs> make sure everyone knows she's safe. Um but yeah, I mean, no, there it, was a lot of talk about that. I mean, that that was yeah, the thing, yeah. Lindsay, was it looked like she could fall to her death at any second. Yeah. And that was part yeah. of the thrill of it, though. That was the when I mean, the genius of it was, I mean, I knew she was safe because it's drum corps and you have to take care of it. Yeah. But it looked like she was yeah, in great illusion. peril. And that was part of the thrill. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and she's such a, a a great performer, like on and just a great person. So it, she really like got into that role and and just kind of ran with it so it was i mean everything with it everything with derek was was kind of like what becca was saying we'll we'll see we'll see how it we'll see how it moves how long does it take to stand up i don't know you know we'll find out how many people <laughs> can we safely fit on it at any given time if we can't have people on it what can they do otherwise so there's a lot of trial and error and, and a lot of kind of figure it out as you go. Um, same thing with the barrels. Um, something that we also didn't expect is that they were going to get hot, really hot in, in Texas. There, there, those are, those are real oil barrels that were, um, there's a troopers alum who works in that industry and made those. 
and wow. and so we we got them. They were they're real oil barrels, and so they yeah they got steaming hot, and so sometimes we couldn't use them. And how does that affect what we do otherwise? And have to wear gloves because they 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 got they got pretty steamy. So all of it was just you know this is the 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 aesthetic that we want. So let's figure out how to make this work. Well, and then you put that shiny gold piece of fabric down the middle. And again, I was like, this is exactly right. I mean, I just feel like you both hit this so out of the park. So I just have to talk about this, but like it, it, it was simple and it wasn't literal, but it, it made the point perfectly. Like I knew exactly what it was, you know, and then of course you had the people with the fabric come out, but it all, it was very cool. But like, again, it's just an example of making the right choices where the, the right fabric put the right way. I don't know. I just, I thought that was really smart. Yeah, that was, that was a, a challenge all season. Cause originally that was um, that fabric was being walked forward onto the fields. And there was always something about it that didn't quite feel right. Um, and so then we tried walking it up the stairs and that was okay, but it still didn't quite feel right. And so our guard team came up with the idea of let's, let's hoist it up like it's actually oil coming out of the ground yes. and leads your eye to the cellist, yes. leads your eye to the trumpet soloist. And originally we were going like, okay, we need some pulleys. We're going to put this here. And the guard staff, they were like, no, we're just going to do this like old school style. And they just had a rope around a, a metal bar and just pulled it up. Like it was, <laughs> it was the most low tech version possible, but it, it worked. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Was she afraid of heights? Oh my gosh. No, I would have been no, terrified. But a quarter is. So <laughs> it, it was actually kind of fun because like he was like the most cautious and rightfully so. Uh, but that, that was always fun that he was just like always concerned about the height and everyone else was like, who cares? Let's climb to the top. Um, yeah, it, it was not, it was no, fun. not yeah, me. She, she was incredible. I'm yeah, I would have been. There's I'm no the way. For, I'm Becca, I'm with you. And that was part of the thrill of it for me was I just kept thinking, there is no way I could be sitting up there. Like every time I saw the show, I just thought I could totally. And that's part, though, what was so genius about it to me was that I knew I couldn't do it. And it seemed super scary. And clearly she was like nails about it. But, um, yeah, I'm with you, Becca. No way. And she was up there just, I mean... Yeah. It's not that she just sat still. She was up there going at it, full, just full on, full performance. And so, yeah, I'm, I, I could not take my eyes off of her. It was amazing. Yeah, it was- and and a, a, honestly, a really good member of the drum corps. She got the award Trooper of the Year. Uh-huh. Um, Wonderful. Yeah. She, any any downtime, she was like, if we were rehearsing the beginning of the show that she didn't play, she was just up there practicing. Or during like visual rehearsal, sometimes she would le- she was learning how to spin just because, <laughs> or she would just like kind of take laps around around the track. Like she was always doing the most, and you, you could clearly see that like it meant a lot to her. So that was that was really cool to watch. That's cool. Well, and last thing I'll say on this because I do want to talk about um, the Mandarin stuff real quick, but um, like I also remember the day when. Tim Snyder posted about looking for someone that could play electric cello and how everybody just lost their freaking mind. And so I feel like there's a little bit of vindication there because it was, it worked so well. And it was, it was like, here's the thing. After I saw the show, I was like, well, how could you do this show without the electric cello? Like I, like I couldn't even, you know, like it just seemed like necessary. That's just good design. It's my point. That's just great design. Yeah, I mean, she really helped create the almost like spaghetti western sort of a vibe. Yes. Uh, yes. And it, yeah, I mean, it, it was it was very tastefully written into the show. wasn't overbearing. Um, anytime that like we did have it in distortion sometimes, and even that we scaled back just a little bit just to make sure that it was always um, just, just tasteful, never never too much. Yeah, this everybody. If you're ever thinking of using an unusual instrument, this get, like go watch this trooper show because like the way this was arranged and the way it was included at the right times in the right amount for the right mood, like it was just a it was a textbook, it was a clinic to me on how to do this. So Becca, your giant prop 
comes out and I'm like, well, this is interesting. And I see how it's dividing the two sides and everything. But then the moment where I gasped out loud is when it starts to do the spin and it's going, it's going so fast. And then there are people like standing there and it's flying by. I mean, I mean, it looks scary and daring and dangerous. And I knew everybody was okay, but I did not expect that to happen. And then it just kept going. And then it just kept going. And so I just want to put my hats off to you again. Like you did something I didn't expect and then you did it more and then you kept it going. And I was <laughs> thrilled by that. Like a, a set piece that like, like it, it hit home runs. So tell, talk about that. Oh man, that specific moment, that was that was the first moment in the show that we knew when we were designing it ahead of time. You know, my my verbiage to the team was don't be married to this because we're when we get the prop out there and we actually rotate it, we're gonna see how fast we go. Cause I think when Peter first designed the staging for that, the the prop only rotated maybe three quarters of a rotation. And um Darren Stack, who is the the gentleman that and made all of the props did a phenomenal job. And, and I remember him calling me and saying they move really easily. You know, I think that it's going to, I think it's going to work. Cause he knew what we wanted to do with it. And um, that was in my initial video that I had submitted to the design team. When I, when I um, submitted the show idea, I created this little Pyware video of the wall and, and how it was going to rotate and how it was going to separate. And so that, that actually still, you know, made it into the show. So that first day that we got it out there, which was day two or three of spring training, I was like, all right, Mellophones, because they were the ones we knew the whole time. The Mellophones were not in the section. They're the ones that get to do this thing. And I and we told them, it's okay, this is what's going to happen. We're going we're gonna to try to rotate this thing. We're going to see how fast we can get it to go. And just to get it to rotate on its axis, I mean, it would it just kind of flew off to the side all the time. That It only took us about an hour to, to get it to rotate. Then it, w- it was the game of how fast can we get this to go? And once we realized how fast we could get it, I took the video, I sent it to the team, and I said, "We're scrapping the whole. We have to scrap the whole thing. We got to start over. We got to redo the staging. We got to redo the music. We got to we got to figure this out." Because then it was, "How do you get people in in it?" And we had to do everything live. I mean, we were playing with that moment for the better part of a month to get it where we wanted it to go, and it was extremely dangerous. I can say now because I'm so afraid to say these things out loud. Nobody got hurt. Nobody ever got clipped by it. No instruments were killed in the process. <laughs> it was, but we did. We even had to like try to make. How do we do this with mellophones in our hand? Okay, and I tried to create this whole apparatus for the mellophones to clip the mellophone to their body like a saxophone, so they had two hands to push it. And then one of the mellophones goes, "Beck, I, I think we can just put it on the prop." <laughs> oh, was it? Oh, God. Oh. And they did, and they left it that way the rest of the season, and no mellophones got crushed. But yeah, it was. It was insane. It was, and I remember sending it to the team when they watched it and also seeing how the performers reacted that were watching it when they saw it for the first time. And everybody had the same reaction. Whoa, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Like, okay, this works, that's in. If that, that's the reaction we want. Yeah, it was, it was cool. It was, oh God, it was scary. <laughs> but that was just one of the things, you know. Well, wait, 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 I, wait, wait. I'm going to ask you more. Wait, don't, don't stop about this. I've got to ask you some more about this this because I'm just so in, I just so was excited about it. So, so did you always know that there would be these alleyways when it turned that someone could be standing there? Was that part of the concept yes. originally? Yes, I, I wanted, so I wanted this wall, but I wanted the wall to be completely see-through. I wanted it to be, um, you know, made with all these metal bars, but, and I wanted it to be able to be moved through. So from the very, you, you should see this terrible drawing. I'm, I'm not an artist by any means, but I drew what I wanted the prop to look like with this opening in the center so that we could always move through it. And, and, um, and so when that was designed, um, it was all there from the beginning. Yeah. It was really interesting how they put because that together. Not, my, my, my point is, again, we've already said this, I know I'm being, but like, not only was it spinning and spinning really fast, but the fact mm-hmm. that there were people standing there and that it, they just happened to be exactly like, I just kept thinking, yeah. I can't imagine how long this took to figure out. And did the students yeah, know like to adjust? Yes. Like, and they were playing. I mean, those people going in between the wall, they weren't just moving in between, they were playing the whole time too. So as it got faster, we had to, it was a constant adjustment if the time, if the timing of the props, because if it was being pushed on a grass field versus an astroturf field, 
it was completely different wow. and, and it was harder, you know, so they didn't, so sometimes they couldn't go as fast and they would get to that line when it stopped sometimes eight counts later, you know, and that's a, that's a lot of time in, in any, any world, you know, so the, they constantly had to shift and know what was going on. Uh, there was a time that we had the color guard really close to it as well. And that was one of the moments that were like, oh, this isn't such a good idea because the, the wall literally rotated and almost took out one of the guard members. And like, all right, we don't want to kill anybody. So we got to change this moment. And then they ended up being around the whole thing. But yeah, it was the trumpets were the ones that had that responsibility. And they did they did a spectacular job. Um, I am not I do not know. I, I don't know at this point. I don't think a single trumpet ever came close to getting hit, but I know that it was it was sketchy there for a good long time. <laughs> so the, the 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 takeaway here, everybody, is don't try this at home. Okay, we're talking about professional level stuff here with, yeah. with hours and hours of time in the summer to work and define and and figure it all out. So don't uh, don't necessarily go out and try to do this at home. But then, <laughs> Becca, the fact that it broke apart. Again, I didn't yes. expect it. I mean, I guess I should have thought about it, but like the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, that's really cool. You know, and then so you it did a lot of things. And again, that's sort of like to me, that's like set piece 101. Do something surprising. Do something I didn't expect. Then do something. Have it do something I really didn't see coming. Anyway, I feel like you checked all those boxes. Cool. Well, thanks. I'm glad because we, we tried. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. There were lots of things that we didn't get to put in the show, too, that we wanted to. But, you know, there's only so many minutes in, in your show and so many times you can't be playing. <laughs> it's easier in Color Guard land sometimes. But for them, playing on all of that, it, it was fun. It was fun to figure out for sure. Well, and I would say that that's a great way to sort of the, my final thought is both of these shows I, I love when I'm sitting and I'm watching a show and everybody on the field looks like they're having the time of their life and that both of these shows felt that way to me. And I got to say, that's not always true for every show we see. Right. But both the troopers and the mandarins, since we're talking about those cores right now, everybody on the field looked like they were so happy to be here. They loved their show. You can tell when performers love their show. Your kids all loved their show. You know, I, the audience loved the show, like the reactions that we all had. And I loved getting to see it. And I guess I, because I'm a designer and I've been doing this so long, like I was also looking at it through that lens, like, wow, this is so creative. They've done so many, they made so many right choices. You know, they did things above and beyond what we expected. Like this is the top level of the activity stuff and you both pulled it off. So I just want to make sure and say thank you and congratulate you for that. Thank you. Thank you. It's pretty amazing stuff. Okay, so anything else you guys want to say or talk about before we end this? Uh, Lindsay, is there anybody that you want to do a shout-out to or anything you want to say before we close? I mean, the educational team did amazing. The design team did amazing. It, the, it, it really it just takes a village. So, it, you know, maybe, maybe my um, more public success uh, – is gets to be highlighted, but it, it takes everybody. Um, so just a huge thanks to the team. The members really bought into all of it. So it was just a lot of fun. Really, a really, really cool dream. Yeah. That, I, I wish I could see the show one more time live, but Hey, you know, that's a sign of a great show, right? When I'm sitting at home going, man, I wouldn't mind seeing that show one more time right now. That would probably be the one I would pull up. Becca, anything you want to say as we're finishing the conversation? No, I'm right there with Lindsay. I mean, it, it, even though we're in these positions, it, it it takes every single person that's a part of the organization to make it happen from, from top to bottom. You know, I, I think that the show itself, I, I love our design team. I think that everybody brings so many unique ideas and everybody has a voice, which I think is really important for everybody to know. But then down to the performers and, and them just embracing every second of it. Um, you know, I guess from a nostalgia standpoint, definitely for every woman that's come before us and, and, and put their, their mark on the activity, it's really cool to be a part of that and hoping that, that we maybe inspire the women and, and the minorities in the activity to continue to pursue to be in this, in, in this role too. And, and um, I'm an open book. So if anybody ever had questions or, or wanted information on that, I, I'm always open because as many of people as have helped us, I want to do that as well. 
Absolutely. Okay, and everybody out there listening, you can do it. Don't ever, don't let ever anybody ever tell you there's any reason why you can't do this. Um, and thank you too for proving it and being being a, so successful and doing such great work. Um, let's let's look beyond the expected. Let's look beyond the ordinary choices. Let's give people choices. Let's look somewhere we haven't looked before. Um, I love that that's happening, and I love the success that you both have had. And I can't wait. Gosh, I can't wait to see what you both come up with next time. <laughs> By the way, Lindsay, I want to mention to you, I loved the um, the Legend Show as well. Thank Super you. great Thank tribute to those three people. It was lovely. So I just want to yeah. make sure I mention that. Absolutely. I mean, it was very Thank special to see that. Yeah. Thankful they the team was able to pull that off. Yeah, it was beautiful. I, I loved it very much. So, Lindsay, Becca, both of you, thank you so much for having this conversation today. This was so much fun. Absolutely. Thank you. Watch for a series of podcasts wrapping up the DCI season. Find all interviews and podcasts about DCI and the 50th anniversary at Marching Arts Education. Just click on DCI in the main menu to find hours of great content, interviews with designers and instructors, podcasts remembering great shows and great years, and special behind-the-scenes videos from winter camps, spring training, and the DCI tour. You can always find out about upcoming podcasts and webinars by signing up for our newsletter and see clips from recent podcasts and webinars on the Marching Roundtable YouTube channel. Just search for the Marching Roundtable on YouTube. And while you're there, we hope you'll subscribe. Thanks again to the sponsor of this podcast, Fred J. Miller Incorporated, found at fjminc.com slash roundtable. This is your host, Tim Hinton, the Beast of the Marching Arts. Contact me and learn more about my services at beastofthemarchingarts.com. Hey guys, it's Lindsay Vinto with the Academy and the DCI broadcast team. And I am here today to implore you and encourage you um, to find everything that you can in your heart and your being and as a marching arts educator or a performer or member in any way um, to continue to support Tim Hinton and the marching arts education and the marching roundtable. I know me personally, I have taken so much value in the content that Tim has offered. I have been lucky enough to be on multiple webinars and podcasts with him. And the content that is offered from an educational standpoint, from a design standpoint, content that can be used by your membership, by your students, your high school students, by your staff, um, your design team, whatever it is, the content is there. And I really hope you'll consider going straight to the website, giving that $5.99 and keeping this awesome content going and the amazing work by Tim Hinton. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much. If you're a business that works with band directors, marching bands, color guards, or drum lines, you should sponsor podcasts at the Marching Roundtable. Our listeners are the exact audience you're trying to reach, and with thousands of podcast downloads each month, it's a great way to directly reach your target audience. For more information, click on the Sponsorship Opportunities link at marchingroundtable.com or email Tim at tim at marchingroundtable.com. You can grow your business and help support what we're doing here on the podcast.